3: Should I sing the intro?
2: I would like to hear that. Okay. Yeah. No, I sang on our Patreon once.
1: Actually, it was a main show that I sang at the end of our. Uh,
2: I sang show. on my podcast last week, and people was like, "Don't do that."
1: I said, if we get to a certain amount, I'll sing "Hero" by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> oh, it's got like to be like that. a really good amount. All right, here we go. We're gonna do a cold. We should do a cold open style. I was just gonna say, yeah. what
3: if we did a cold open? Maybe this will be the cold bag, open.
1: The bagged milk cold open.
3: The bagged milk cold open. Also, I can't really hear you. You need to get closer to your mic. It's not Is like it? ours. Okay. Yeah, you got to be way closer. Okay. Yeah, I got right up on that. Yeah, maybe. right in there. <sighs> oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Can you
4: see it? Did you
1: notice? It? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! The moment's
2: notice. It You're listening
3: to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't I won't cover the Canucks. <laughs> yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to
4: the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
1: Just wave the guy and get Demco involved. I wanted him in and down. We day.
4: Wow. Really?
1: We should do a radio show together.
4: <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now.
2: One Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores. <laughs>
3: Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code HockeySeason, capital H, capital S, all one word, HockeySeason, and that will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic, on all platforms. Go follow them on Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff, ZephyrEpic.com. Whatever you need, sports cards, hockey cards, basketball cards, football cards. I'm listing all the cards. Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. Our friends at Zephyr Epic ship free in Canada on any order over $50 from...
1: All the way from Esquimalt, which is a city you probably never heard of before, nope. to Edmonton. Esquimalt to Edmonton. Esquimalt to
3: Edmonton. Zephyr Epic ships free, so go check them out. ZephyrEpic.com, Zephyr ZephyrEpic.com. Z e p h y r. Epic. We are also delivered to you by the great folks at Doordash. Use promo code Convo DD, capital C, capital D's all one word, Convo DD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the Doordash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I'm joined as always by the man who built the place in a different climate, I might add, Chris Faber. We are in Edmonton recording this at the Nation Network headquarters.
1: On top of that. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm here, Chris Favor. I'm here. But I got to ask, Bag Milk is joining us here as well to start off the episode here. Can you, is Arby's on DoorDash? Can we get Arby's on DoorDash? Arby's absolutely on DoorDash. It is? Oh. Okay. Because Quads doesn't try to, we should maybe get that going like right now. 100%. Like, I think I should do that on my phone right now, maybe. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll chat with Bag Milk while you do Sounds that. Sounds good, yeah. I also really of-
2: liked the intro, Quads.
1: Thank
3: you.
2: I don't know if I've ever heard you speak with the radio voice like that before. I was like, "Welcome to Canucks Conversation, brought to you by our pals at DoorDash Ding Dong." I like yeah. it.
3: Thanks, man. I've, I've got it down to a science. I have that like memorized in my head. We used to alternate hosting and doing that, and then Faber would get promo codes wrong, and we were—he was just like, no, well, I like yeah, this he's now. got it
1: down to a script." I, I'm. I'm good at like adding on the door. Like, what like exactly what I say? DoorDash. See, I'm good at adding things we're going to order from Arby's right now. Uh, interested to hear how these mics sound compared to our, because we always like we take pride in how good our audio sounds of these mics that I we feel like have you're as quiet. Ours. And which is crazy because I'm like, I feel like I talk pretty loud you all do. the time. You do. Does so, he seem
2: quiet to you? Uh, no, I, see, I hear you quite
1: well, actually. Okay, good. You're going to check great. out your
2: hearing. Yeah. You're check out your hearing there, pal. Maybe. maybe. Maybe it's those headphones you got on
3: might be. Maybe my headphones. Are just I really feel like low. you
2: guys will really enjoy these mics, though. Yeah, I stole one yesterday. Did you? Oh, wow. Yeah, don't tell Jay. Okay. Jay, don't listen to this.
3: Speaking of which, Jay Jay Downton, as our listeners know him, Downtown Jay Downtown is going to be joining uh, the pod as well. We've got Waz producing. He's going to get a mic eventually because we've got three mics here. Uh, it's one more than we have at uh, our studio, but. Waz is going to join. We'll, we'll get you on eventually. Um, so that's like the first producer in Canucks Convo history. Usually it's me sitting in front of the Shout road. Shout out Castor. to Waz. Shout out Waz. Waz, for, we're uh... taking
2: over Vancouver, buddy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we're here. We're at the Nation Network offices and, you know, begged. We got to talk to you because you're literally our, our guests. Whenever we have an Oilers game to talk about on Sportsnet, on our people radio People in Vancouver
2: show. love me, I think.
3: They do. They absolutely do. And we always get good reaction in the text inbox when you come on. They're like, who is bagged milk? And people are convinced. Who did Who did we get? Someone was, like, guessing who he was. And it was someone completely random, and I can't remember who it was.
1: Yeah, you can't. I'm the bad. I'm not the good memory guy. We've so gotten I'm a few, guy.
3: few guesses, and they were all very off. But bags, first of all, just kind of talk about <laughs> what you do here <laughs> and at Oilers Nation.
2: I am basically you, quads, at Oilers Nation. I am the editor. I write. I podcast. I've got a couple of those going. I do some post-game shows. I do some ads. I do whatever they need. If I'm going to sweep up in this studio after we're done here, it's whatever needs to get done. I'm in. Yeah,
3: I'm ready. You're kind of the everything guy.
1: You kind do of. everything. Swiss
3: Army guy a
2: little bit.
1: Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, well, you're, if you do everything, you're not the quads of Canucks Army because <laughs> <yet>, quads <laughs> don't do very much. Oh, you got called out. Don't talk about me like that in front of the bosses. He's like, Oh, I'm working so hard. I'm just about to finish my first article today as I'm writing my third article, and it's like two o'clock.
3: It's like a 3,000 word article, which I'm going to split up. Which I gave you half the ideas for, too. Yeah, I appreciate it. Just lounging quads. Drunken uh, Faber comes in last night and rattles off a bunch of ideas for the article. Are you guys having cocktails? Uh, he was. I was. Uh, I was staying in the in the little place. I
2: yeah. So we went out and had suite. initial
1: beers. I went down for second round beers. Yeah. And had what are the, they called? Uh, prairie fairies.
2: Yeah. Prairie fairies. Something like that. Yeah. Had a few of them.
1: Once those started were they delicious. Going, Once they, they hit were your left excellent. There. Yeah. Well, we it's down like. The hatch. A blackberry sour, absolutely enjoy that. And then Quads comes up, he's like, "Hey, I need a, uh, I need takes for the Canucks season. I'm doing like a, I'm gonna try and get twenty. I got two. And I came up there and I drank a monster. And once like five to six beers plus a monster hit, I rang off like hot take after hot take for Quads to write down. He couldn't keep up with the typing, like for how quick I was running. So them off. for
2: Canucks convo listeners, downstairs at Nation HQ is a bar and restaurant called Dog Patch. So you were taking full advantage last night, favor.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely was, and. We, we like to talk a little food on the show as well. What yeah. we had last night, you didn't go the for the burger. special. I go
2: for the burger
3: every time. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, but you didn't go for the special burger. No, I didn't need so to. So last night it was like a nacho burger, which was excellent. Oh, delightful. And we were promised high-end cheese sauce by, uh, by the boss, Jay, here. And he delivered as well. Like it was it was way better than 711. It was at the level of what I think where it would live at like the keg. That's the type of cheese sauce we got last night. We were this is the one where you sit down and put on a college shirt type and of cheese sauce.
3: I got to say we're all staying in the Airbnb which is above the offices. Best yep. commute I've ever had to work is just walking downstairs to the offices. This Airbnb kind of rules. And we had a little story. I mean, we'll definitely talk about the trip more on a Patreon episode, but I don't know if you heard about this. I'm a, he's on the pullout couch. I'm in the bedroom and we couldn't figure out the pullout couch. Like it would not come up. So he's staying on the couch. And at one I'm sleeping. I get a text. I wake up to text from him being like, Hey, can you come help me? I could use some help. <laughs> and He eventually by himself found zip ties holding the pullout bed. Oh, it hadn't in. even been pulled yeah, out. It, once he was yet. the first person to use it. So
2: he finally, hey, welcome to We yeah. figured out all the details for your stay.
1: Yeah, it was great. And there's like, uh, there's was some...
2: there any... I got a question. Was there any, like, thought of just pushing quads off? You're a small dude. Like, just kind of shuffling him over.
1: Well, that was the thing. It was like, you know, <laughs> it was one forty in the morning. And I feel bad because like, we kind of touched on this in the pod we did before. I literally sent a U-up text to quads at one <laughs> forty in the morning. And, like, all I needed help with was lifting a couch. Because <laughs> I couldn't get under. So I had to, like... I put all the weight of the couch like on my knee because I felt like that was the most stable thing. I lifted up the couch, put my knee, in like, it was like holding up like what you use yeah. cinder blocks to hold a car up after you steal the tires not that i've ever done it but like i'm holding that up i take a steak knife and i'm like carving away at the because this was a really thick zip tie we'll, we'll bring industrial. it industrial we'll bring it back down here and like i don't know, put it in a case or something because like this thing was thick I had, there's two pairs of scissors in the airbnb Broke neither the worked yeah. neither worked so yeah. half. tough of situation okay well beg before. We got to get some Oilers chat out you before we let it go, obviously. This is a quick little hit here. What would you give up for Spencer Martin, the goaltender for the Oilers? Yaroslav Halak, either of them. What would you think? The Oilers need a goaltender.
2: There's no doubt about it. We all know it. But would I want either of those two or give up a package of any significance? Hmm. Beyond maybe a gift basket of beef and sheds? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think I would. What's the equivalent, though? I don't okay. know. I'm trying to think of what the I say. Uh, how, what do you value a beef and ched what the conversion at? is? So what? Five beef, five beefs and cheds we can probably get for what is that, Faber? Like maybe ten bucks? We can get I that. Think
1: it's a deal for fifteen right now.
2: See, okay. Legit. So we got fifteen bucks here. Throw in some fries, large Pepsi, delicious. Everybody's enjoying it. I think that probably gets it done. Loaded,
1: okay. loaded curlies. Course, loaded curlies,
2: of course. What are we doing
1: here, Faber? Yeah, that's true. All right. Still got to get quads on the Arby's here. Can you? Uh, I'm going to. So listen, I, I'm a big fan of like really big fan of just the one item in Arby's, yes. the loaded curly fries. It's, it's That's what I think is so good. I love the Arby's sauce as well. Mm-hmm. So you're more of a explore the menu type of guy with Arby's. So what would you recommend for quads for the first meal?
2: First meal, I would just say just the standard, just a standard roast beef sandwich. Maybe if you want the beef and shed, that's where I go. I'm a purist. I go for the beef and cheddar. It's delicious. It goes down, slides nicely. It's well lubricated with the cheese. Everybody's having a good time. Yeah, some some curly the meat. fries. I don't know
1: what's on the meat, but there's a wetness on there. That'll I don't really know help. What you. kind of Arby's is going on in Vancouver, what guy? We got out of town Arby's. Is what we got. Oh, we don't see, have one in Vancouver. It's like
2: I feel like somebody needs to quality check that Arby's if they've got some moist meats going down. It's the hatch. out in
1: Aldergrove. There's one in Towson. These aren't Vancouver. These are these are out of touch cities a little bit. I respect
2: the hustle that you have to get out there to get <laughs> your fix, though.
1: It's like it's funny because my my little sister will go like to the island for a lot of volleyball tournaments. She plays a lot of sports. And anytime it's like, hey, is anybody able to go pick up uh, your little sister and take her to the ferry? Every time, I'm like, yeah, because the ferry's in Towson. So like, I get a quick Arby's meal out of it every single time. Sure.
3: Is this how you feel when I start talking goalies? Because this got off the rail so fast. No, and
1: then the other thing is like, why do you go to all those AHL games? Well, because the because Aldergrove <laughs> is on the way to Abbotsford, so I'm halfway to Abbotsford, and I got an Arby's meal to get me out. I a man known. after
2: my own heart here.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I should have known
3: it,
2: it was going to turn to an Arby's talk
3: as yeah. soon as we got bag milk on. But I'll bag- let you. Yeah, what you need to do, it. Faber,
2: I'm going to tell you real quick yeah. before quads kicks me off. <laughs> you get your Arby's, right? Do you have an air fryer by any chance?
1: Yes, of course.
2: Crisp that baby up a little bit. Have you done that? Mm, no, I have.
1: I have not. I treated
2: myself on my birthday this last year. I bought just an array, a platter of beef and sheds, even because I knew it was going to last me the weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to feast as a king throughout the day and whenever I had an <laughs> inkling. But as we know, a two hour old beef and shed ain't the same as when she's hot off
1: the line. No, but uh, but in argument against that, much better than a like a fast food burger though. It oh, would hold sure. harder. By sure, a, by sure, a sure, yeah. sure. But, but you
2: continue, pop that baby yeah. in your air fryer, give it a quick zap, good as new. In fact, I'd say you got a gourmet sandwich that nobody ever expected. A toasted uh, bun warms everything up inside. That's good living, my friend.
1: Wow. Before you to, kick bag dogs, I, was have say, I might have to tick, that onto the Have airport? you seen the TikToks of people they take a Subway sandwich and they like cover it. And like breadcrumbs, and yes. then they put it in the air fryer. Have you ever thought is that an I, Arby's maneuver or no? I I just
2: bent the sandwich straight on the straight in there.
1: Okay, but I've up. also
2: seen that with the tin foil. Yep. I I think that I've seen a nachos one. Like there was nachos in a bag that somebody did that one. Mm. I'm gonna try that okay. air fryer fr- air fryer die. That's the lifestyle quads. I like it. You're welcome.
3: Thanks for taking the time. We're gonna get to some Canucks sock and then we're gonna have Jay on. All right, and a big thank you to our friend Begged Milk for joining us, Chris. We've got to get some Canucks talk because this is the Canucks conversation podcast. We talked about how it's been a lot of Oilers talk here. We've been, we, you didn't get to fight an oily
1: boy. What do you think of the oily boys? Yeah, I haven't fought an oily boy yet, but I've been eyeing people out. We got one in here as well. <laughs> Waz Waz is going to be joining us here to produce. Yes. <laughs> Waz is crushing it. As our producer is kicked over a headphones right off the <laughs> top, so a great start for him. You don't need a headset. No, Who cares?
4: I was just double checking because there's a buzzing sound in this in this headphones. So I just double checked I didn't want that in the pod, right? So ah, you we, don't we need. We it. want a good pod. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So
3: Waz is joining us. Waz, what's your role at Nation Network for our listeners? They need to know what you do because you do a lot of stuff that they see.
4: Uh, well, I'm, I'm the big. Uh, I'm the social media guy, essentially. Closer to the mic. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm the social media guy essentially for this Nation, mostly the TikTok and Instagram. And I guess for anyone who follows the Instagram for Canucks Army, I also post on there and the TikTok. So you get to see I'm the man behind any Canucks Army posts on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you know, I know I'm an Oilers fan, but when I post for Canucks Army, I try to step into you guys' shoes at least. So, yeah. Don't worry. I, I don't have any ill int- intent against the Canucks. Yes. Did, we, so. did I
1: also see, like, the Canucks Army Instagram just got... We got it back yes. or something? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we,
4: we got the original Canucks Army Instagram back. It has around 8,000, 9,000 followers. The other one, I got it to around 600 followers with what I can because <laughs> there's honestly so much you can do with, like you know, without your face, right. as someone yeah. who's not, you know, I'm a Canucks fan like you guys, it's, you know, not easy. So yeah, definitely.
3: we appreciate the work you do. And we're happy
4: to have you yeah, as the first
3: fun.
1: producer
4: <laughs> in Canucks combo history, like the first actual producer. So Chris, let's get into it,
3: man. So let's Canucks get into, into talk, it. We've been let's avoiding get into I've it been here.
1: too much Oilers talk yeah. in the last 24 four hours. Much Oilers, yeah. Too much Oilers
3: and <laughs> food talk. But Chris, the all-star break right now, Thatcher Demko, the Vancouver Canucks lone representative at the all-star festivities. I have a hot take. I don't even know if it's a hot take. Thatcher Demko needs to be mic'd up for the breakaway challenge. He needs to be able to show off his personality because fans don't really get to see it a lot of times in post game media availabilities. Thatcher Demko is one of the funniest Canucks on that team.
1: Yeah, you know, he's got to be in a good mood, though. Like we've, we've seen when Thatcher gets a loss, he's not great to deal with. Exactly. When he gets a big win. Shut out like he, he cracks jokes. He's good to deal with. And I think that's what he'll be like at the all star game. I think it's going to be a good spot for you to see some of the personality that Thatcher and Emco has, it's just unfortunate because it, it is, it's kind of like a crappy feeling just having a goaltender as yeah. your all-star representative. I, I feel like that kind of sucks. It's a tough situation for Canucks fans. It really just feels like it feels like this is a time off for us, like covering the Vancouver Canucks. Like I'm going to be watching Abbotsford tonight, try and do something about that. Watch a little bit of hockey involving them, but really feels like this is a week to kind of reset especially after what vancouver's gone through with so many covid cases and everybody getting sick it just feels like this i i don't really care at all about the all-star game to be on i don't care about the festivities i'm a little intrigued by that new one where they're shooting pucks at like to make a poker hand yeah yeah that's, i mean that's kind of cool it's different it's new and i'm excited for them to actually do certain things like that but i would have gone like I would have gone balls to the wall with that. I would have done like five, six, seven events that are just like crazy and then like out of the box thinking and 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 just try them out because a lot of them aren't going to work. And if you're only going to try two new events, it, you know you're not really like throwing enough darts to to have something land and be like cool. But I'm excited. Like it's something that I, I'll. I don't know if I'm going to watch live. I think you and I are going to be like just landing on our flight on Friday, so it's not like we're we're making time to really watch it. And I think it's like I kind of said earlier. Just having your goalie be the only guy representing it at the All-Star Game, it kind of sucks. So, like, they have to have him mic'd up when he's doing his, what is it, like, the, sa- the Breakaway streak? Breakaway challenge. The it's like a save streak, streak yeah. right? Yeah, the save streak. And Demko's pretty damn good at, uh, at like, shootouts. So, uh, hopefully, he stands pretty well against these All-Stars who try and do some tricky things on him. But, yeah, he's got to be mic'd up. And hopefully, it's uh, a situation for him to showcase himself because we obviously saw at the start of the year. All the video work that was done with Thatcher Demko and Jason Dickinson happened to be the other guy who they were like doing a lot of video with, where you know, they've they've had a little bit of fun with the NHL and the NHL's used Thatcher in the past for things. So I do expect them to to hopefully put a spotlight on a goaltender like that, who is kind of a rising star now and getting his first chance as an all-star. And there are some
3: big snubs around the league. Like we even look at a guy like Nazem Kadri, who's That's having true, such a great year, and he's not there. Like there's other names out yeah. there as well, like Waza I'll ask you, like, who is the big guy that other than Kadri, because obviously he's the biggest, but who's the biggest All Star snub that we've seen? And like, obviously you can't include Ovechkin because he tested positive yeah. or anything like that. But who's the biggest snub? Because we see guys like, you know, every team's got to have a representative, so we're seeing guys like Nick Suzuki, yeah, Jordan Neberly. Think off the top of my head, I mean, yeah, Jordan, like I believe for the
4: crack, and not
3: lighting the world on fire, yeah. but these guys are still there, right? Like, you know, there, there's guys out there that you want to see. Like, is there anybody that comes to mind?
4: I can't think off the top of my head, but I know when it got first announced, there was a massive snub that everyone got. Was it not Marshawn? Was it? He's going. Marshawn yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. going. Yeah, I think but so. I think, I think it's pretty much Kadri Yeah. Um, you know, Frank Sarabali he was saying on Daily Face how since Nathan McKinnon is now injured, maybe Kadri should be considered for some heart votes. And that's saying a lot, right? Yeah. You don't expect Nazmikadri to be in the consideration for the heart trophy. So it's, I, yeah, like I said, I can't really think of one off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, but. but
3: you're right. Like that's some contrary. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing, and that's that's where we talk about the NHL's format for the All Star game, and it feels like a bit of a failure by the league because, like you just said, yeah. like your potential Hart Trophy winner isn't going to be at the All Star game. Like, there's, there's a real chance that this year's Hart Trophy winner, or at least runner-up, or gets votes, absolutely he'll get votes, isn't going to be at the All-Star Game. Like, that feels like a failure
1: by the league, does it not? Yeah, well, we've talked about this in the past. The All-Star Game's kind of a big joke anyways. It's the halfway point, and you're not even getting the best players. Uh, like, the way I view the All-Star Game is
4: it's an event built for, like, the kids, you know, trying yeah. to grow Sponsors, the game. Yep. Like, when I was younger, I loved watching the All-Star you know Game, Me right? Too. Yep. Nowadays, I don't really care too much about it. It's, yeah. it's whatever.
1: I love the thought that we've <laughs> had the other day it was maybe we'll get your opinion on this but yeah. like having you know how like the nba the dunk competition is mm-hmm. aren't all all-stars dunking in the dunk competition mm-hmm. or three-point shooters aren't all all-stars they just are the best three-point shooters in the league how interested would would that make more sense to have the literal just guys who are the fastest skaters like battling against conor McDavid, yeah. not just all-stars or the hardest shooters maybe there's a defenseman who isn't an all-star caliber player I think that's the way they have to go with the Or even like with the hardest
4: shot, right? Like, who, yep. who does have the hardest shot in the NHL? We don't really know.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. And you can bring one guy from the mm-hmm. AHL who maybe has like a famously hard shot yeah. in the AHL, but can't skate, so that's why he's not in the NHL. Like, I think that would excite the adult fans a little bit more to actually see, like, a real competition in that way. I think that's something that's kind of hurting the league with their all-star break, and I get it. It's it's for the sponsors. It's for the kids. It's, it's yeah. just – I think there's a yeah. way to grow it, though, in a better way. I, yeah.
4: I just remember when the Oilers were, like, pre Connor McDavid, pre-Taylor Hall that we'd get, like – Alish Hemsky or Dustin <laughs> Penner getting sent to the All-Star game. That would be exciting because we would <laughs> never have anyone sent to the All-Star game. It was yeah. so bad. Yeah. So now we're kind of just used to dry the game being sent, right? So, yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm, not, I'm interested for the uh, skills competition because of the, the Vegas, you know, the, 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 black... the new flavor to it, yeah, right? Exactly. It's something
3: different, and I think that's um, something that a lot of fans have just wanted to see for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Okay. We got some Canucks stock here. Uh, we'll cut to break shortly, but Chris, right before we do, the one thing that I want to talk about The Connor Garland trade talk, there is not a name in the Vancouver Canucks organization and their roster, more particular, I should say, that isn't being brought up in trade talks right now, other than Elias Pedersen, Thatcher Demko, Bo Horvat, and Quinn Hughes. Now, you can disagree on that untouchables list. A lot of people will disagree with the Horvat part of it. We're not going to get too into that. But Connor Garland, this is a guy who teams are calling about. And Boston Hockey Now is reporting that... The, the Boston Bruins are very interested in acquiring one of JT Miller or Connor Garland. And, you know, the Canucks have been interested in Fabian Lucelle in the past. Like, it's not a stretch to say that if he was available or if they had a first round pick that they would have taken him in that draft.
1: Yeah, I think he was like an outside shot of what we were talking about going into that draft with the Canucks having, uh, was it the ninth overall pick? He was kind of the guy that we were thinking if they were to go off the board, Fabian Lucelle, yeah. friend of the show as well, joined us uh, yep. before the draft last year he's a guy who is playing in Vancouver or he was going to set himself up to play with the giants this year. He's had a good year. He hasn't been like the best player in the WHL. He has the potential to maybe do that next year in his final year in the dub, but he is apparently a target that the Vancouver Canucks to be very into interested in. And they've been able to get a good eye on him. I know that there's been Vancouver Canucks scouts at the giants games this year, whether it be watching Victor Pearson or watching the giants play on their own, they obviously did a good job of signing a couple of Vancouver Giants last year in Canuck Leopard as well as uh, Tristan Nielsen. And like they got those two guys added because they were getting, you know, the, their boots back on the ground in their local content here at Vancouver. So obviously they've watched Fabian Lucell play quite a bit. I'd be interested in, in seeing what kind of deal could shake down. But this whole Connor Garland trade thing to me, it just, with the age that Garland's at, the contract that he's on, I know that. The deal, if you're going to trade Connor Garland, I think is going to come in the offseason, if it is going to come, and it's going to have to be a really good a really good return because he's on a contract making under $5 million, clearly fitting into not only like a second-line role, but he can move around anywhere in your top six as a winger. He can play on your first line. He can play on your second line. He might not put up as many goals as you would hope from, from a guy who's going to play on your first line, but at the same time, He's leading the Vancouver Canucks in five on five goals. He's leading the Canucks in five on five at points. This guy's a really good five on five contributor who's only getting second power play unit time. So there's a reason why his points don't add up to the same levels of a JT Miller or Mm -hmm. Brock Besser at this point in the season. Like Connor Garland is a huge addition to his Canucks team. They got him on a really good contract. It would need to be a massive return that is like Fabian Lucelle, a first round pick, and something to me. This is for, something- to make it to make it even fair, because of the deal, because of the years on the contract, because of the salary cap hit, it makes no sense for me for the Canucks to make this deal without getting a massive haul. This, this isn't exactly a situation where you trade him for another player who's similar to him or maybe a little bit younger. Like this is a good deal on a guy who's in his prime right now. You want to help this team win in the next couple of years. I get that you know if he was on like a two year deal, maybe we would talk different. But because he's got four years left after, it's like. This is the this is a guy that you want to keep for those four more years.
3: Yeah, and this is something that I'm bringing up. I'm writing an article right now, just different takes from the season. One thing I noticed, as much has been made about Elias Pettersson's struggles, like Connor Garland, Brock Besser, both have the same amount of points as Elias Pettersson. Now I know Elias person has played more games than both of those guys, but. 24 points on the season is not good from your top six contributors. Like when you look at the point totals of this team right now, JC Miller is the only player playing at a point per game pace. And he's literally right at a point per game. I think 44 games, 44 points. Quinn Hughes is right behind him. He's the second highest point contributor on this team. Now, I know he gets first power play unit time. I get all that. But for your top six forwards to not be carrying their weight and that's like a lot has been made about Elias Pedersen, but nobody's really talking about. And you just said, like you, you brought up some really good stats about five on five scoring and how Garland's only on the second power play unit, but you know, points are points, right? And right now the Canucks aren't getting that from their top six forwards. Like even Brock Besser, who I don't think anybody would say is having a bad year. You know, he's not producing the way that the Canucks need him to.
1: Well, there's only five forwards on the Vancouver Canucks right now who have double digit points at five on five. Niels Huglander, Bo Horvat, Tanner Pearson, JT Miller, and Connor Garland. Garland has 21 points at 5-on-5 this year. And JT Miller's second with 16. Like, that's quite a big drop-off. JT Miller, there's a reason why he gets so many points, and it's on the power play. He does a great job on the power play. Can I bring up one more stat about Garland, though? So Garland has 13 assists at 5-on-5 this year. 10 of them are primary assists. Like he's setting up goals strictly a five on five. He's, he's been the Canucks best player at five on five in the same way that a lot of people wouldn't agree with. But last year, Niels Huglander was the best player at five on five last year. That's what Connor Garland's doing this year. He's playing fine defensively, but his offense and what he's creating at five on five with what we see clearly with the eye test, everyone can see what he's doing in the offensive zone of creating plays, extending plays, making things happen Like, Connor Garland is the best five-on-five Canuck right now. Yeah, you're right. You you could see it when he was out of the lineup. The top six just had a different feel to the whole thing because it wasn't him doing his little spins and his dekes. Like, everything was missing from having the excitement on a line when Connor Garland's on it. And it seems like he can fit with anyone. Like, you look at the way that Connor Garland plays with everyone, everyone's course he goes up when they play with Connor Garland because he extends, he forces pucks towards the net. Like, he does an excellent job of creating offense. And defensively, I think he works hard enough where... He's a winger who can help you down low a little bit just because he works so hard and he always wants to engage in the corners. To me, it's got a, even the discussion and hearing it like come out of Elliot Friedman's mouth made me think, like, well, you know, this is actually something that's probably happening. Yep. But you would have to give a massive haul to get Connor Garland off the Canucks roster. This, to me, is a guy that that Jim Rutherford should be aware of that's going to help this team moving forward. I don't think you can move Garland.
3: Yeah, I think he's kind of young enough where and on a good enough contract for the foreseeable future where he is somebody that you should be looking to keep unless, uh, obviously, an offer blows your socks off. We'll cut to break. On the other side, we have a chat with uh, Downtown Jay, our boss, Jay Downton, uh, here at Nation Network, so we'll get to that. But first, we have more Canucks talk because the Lee hug Colson and Nils Huglander. Looking like they're going to be alternating as healthy scratches for a bit. We'll talk about that and much more on the other side. Keep it locked. Keep it loaded on Canucks Conversation.
1: And before we go any further into the episode, want to give a shout-out to Parallel 49 Brewing. You guys can find Parallel 49 Beer all across BC and Alberta. And right now, we want to give a quick shout-out to the Unparalleled Pack, featuring four of the P49 favorites, the Trash Panda, the Filthy Dirty, the Jerkface 9000, and the Hillbilly Ninja. My favorite of the four, there, the Jerkface 9000, the Pink Can, Something good about those cans that are Parallel 49. So go out and try them. You can find them in most liquor stores across BC and Alberta. And a
3: massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. I should say it's only Parallel 49 Brewing right now. Folks, if you want to advertise with us, uh, obviously, we've got our other ones that we talked about at the top of the show. But well, we got a new one launching in March, too. Yes. So yeah. If you want to advertise one. with us, give shoot us a DM on Twitter at Canucks Convo or either of us on uh on our regular social media platforms, like on Twitter, you can find me at Quadrelli, him at Chris Faber39. You probably already knew that if you were listening to this podcast. So let's get to what we just kind of touched on before the break here, Chris. Vasily Pod Coles and Nils Huglander looking like they are going to be alternating in Bruce Boudreaux's doghouse. Your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, it's like everybody's got a bruised bum except for these two. It's strange, right? Like it is a little strange. And to see Nils Huglander go into this break on a healthy scratch, I think it's. Listen, I get it. They're young players. They're going to get their scratches, but this was the first scratch of Niels Huglander's career after getting 101 games straight playing for the Vancouver Canucks. Like he had the longest active streak for Vancouver Canucks players. This, This dude played every game last year, every game this year, 101 in a row without injury, avoiding COVID. Like it's pretty miraculous that he got to that point and to lose your Ironman streak to a healthy scratch, tough, but I like I, a lot of people have been saying that it's just like, oh, it's whatever. This happens to these young players, but I still don't really get the scratch of these two players. And maybe you can help me here, Quads, and maybe talk from the other end, but I don't understand why you would scratch Vasily Pod Coles and Niels Hugliner, who are guys that bring you so much offense at five on five, well, who don't have the big point numbers that maybe people look at because they don't play on the first power play unit. These guys put up points at five on five and in their limited time on the second power play unit, you look at Niels Huglander, He's creating the most individual expected goals on the power play since Bruce Boudreau took over on the power play. Well, and he's, he's playing on the second unit. Barely. He's had 10 minutes of power, 11 minutes of power play time since Boudreau took over. Niels Huglander has the highest expected goals per minute and he's not playing on your first power play, and he's not even getting a sniff of it. He's not even getting time on the second power play in that much. Why? Like, why isn't Niels Huglander playing more on the power play when yes, he can be a defensive liability and that's probably why he's benched. But if he's that good offensively, why the hell is he not playing on the power play more? That's what I don't understand.
3: And was we'll bring you in for this because, you know, he's being benched in favor of a guy like Alex chase on a Justin Dowling is playing. And you know, the the reason I bring up chase on is obviously because you've seen a lot of chase on yeah. over the years now. And like when we look at the numbers we see that the Oilers power play last season was better with Chase on
4: it. This is strange.
3: And that's yeah. exactly what I wanted to ask you is does that actually match what you're seeing when you see him on the power play or is that just just numbers?
4: I I think it's just numbers. I mean, you I mean obviously with Chase on you put him with some really skilled players like get the puck in the net but I don't know. I, I do kind of miss him in, in, in that sense cuz he, he did provide a little bit on your special teams but like I mean, aside from the power play, what else is he contributing, and that's, right? And that's what
3: I was going to ask you. How was his 5-on-5 five five play? Because he's, he's basically He's pretty invisible. non-existent. Okay. I know he
4: scored, like, one or two goals from what I remember, but I think he scored, like, his 100th career NHL goal with us or something, right? So, aside from that, he's just... I mean, he... Alex Chase is an interesting player because he won the cup in twenty eighteen with Washington, and then he ended up with Edmonton. Now he's a Vancouver. I mean, with the Canucks, I, you guys have so many high skilled players. Why are you having Alex Chase on there? Like, so. Yeah,
3: it beats us. It beats
1: us because <laughs> so, they're being scratched like, for him. So well, then he score, then he like he scores every like eight games, and I, someone's I, I like, wonder, "See, this is why he's." I a wonder
4: if it's just a coaching staff that just values his experience, yeah. right? and like vet, veteran yep. I guess I, don't, I think that's a, word, but, that's a great point. Yeah,
3: that's a great point. And sticking on the topic of the power play, Chris, do you want to talk more about Chase on? You look like you got no, on itch.
1: No, I got a, I got an itch for Niels Hoglander too. Another stat for you. Okay, so people look at the way, like, what's the number one thing that people yell when you're watching the Vancouver Canucks power play? Shoot, shoot the puck. Oh, that's like every power play I swear. <laughs> and it's it's simple that people want to see the Vancouver Canucks shoot more this season. No player on the Vancouver Canucks shoots the puck more on the power play than Niels Hoglander. Who doesn't get any damn power play time. Takes 17 shots per 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. Number one on the Canucks. That's ridiculous. I just don't. When you have a skilled player like Huglander who wins play like board battles and won't even be on the second power Mm -hmm. play unit. I don't understand. I really don't understand why. And offensively, like he makes good passes too. He chases down four checks strong. If you're chasing pucks in on the dump in, he can carry pucks into the offenses on too. It's like everything that he does. Hit like the best traits of Huglander's game all translate to a power play, and And he doesn't get power play time. It makes no sense to me. (laughs) Sticking 20 years old. Sticking on the topic
3: of power plays, we've seen the Canucks go back to the two defensemen on the power play. We don't have to get. You're trying to piss
1: me off today. Well, we don't have
3: to get too into this because I know it'll piss you off. But we've talked a lot with Harmon that the numbers just all indicate that that is a bad idea and that you definitely want to have... and this is what happened
1: with OEL. OEL wound up one really hard slap shot, (laughs) missed the net by about seven feet, and now he's just like... Peppering little saucer passes towards the goalie on one timers, and uh, what is OEL doing on the right half wall as the one timer?
3: And that's what I was just going to ask you: is OEL is on the right half wall? And I was going to ask your thoughts. What They're the pretty hell? clear uh, that you don't
1: like that. No, I know. And maybe people are going to get pissed at me and be like, "Well, Bruce Boudreaux knows more than you. What are you talking about?" Okay, this does. Listen, I'm not saying I know more about Jeez. coaching than Bruce Boudreaux, but this to me makes like this one is uh, this one's clear as day that. A lot of other players should be in that spot, whether it be JT Miller, whether it be Elias Pettersson, even Brock Besser going on his like right side going down. I don't know. To me, the five guys on your first power play are simple. It should be Horvat, Pettersson, Miller, Besser, Hughes. Well, who, who controls
4: the power play for the Canucks? Quinn
1: Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes but I mean, like, coaching
4: wise, is it Boudreaux or is someone else can- controlling it? That's no, Jason King. Okay. Jason so King I wonder how it. much of an influence Boudreaux actually has. Yeah, and yet. that's, yeah, that's, that's you know, a really
3: good wonder. point because. We've seen earlier, like, Travis Green was very, you know, reliant on Jason King, and I wonder how different it is under Boudreaux, mm-hmm. and there's really no way of finding that out. I would right say away. the yeah. power
1: play has looked very different for personnel since yeah. Boudreaux came here, though, Boudreaux and you're right, the- Jason oh, King. Definitely. King has been here the whole time, but... Yeah, it's been a very different look of personnel. I wouldn't say the way they're playing has been very different. Like, I guess maybe the way they've attacking, especially when Boudreau first got here, that Boudreau bump on the power play was like shots, 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 like a little John song. Yeah. Like it was coming in hot and heavy. Now it's just, it's more back to the passing around and they're not doing a great job. Since, um, since Boudreau has come in, the Canucks have a 21% power play, which like isn't horrible. I think it's 19th in the league. Okay. So it's not, it's not in the top half. But to me, when you look... And, Waz, maybe you can help us here from an outside perspective looking in. When you see the talent that the Canucks can have on their power play, does it feel like they should be in the top 15, top 10, top 20? I would say so. where do I, you, I feel. Where would you put them, like, ballpark? If you just look at the talent that they have, those guys that they have for shooters, would you, you wouldn't, like, top five, I, I wouldn't Not say. top five, but top maybe 10, 10, around 11,
4: 15? 12. Hmm. Um, then, yeah, you guys kind of mentioned, like, the majority of the team's kind of having a little bit of a, down your offensive. I mean, Elias Pedersen, you, you're expecting him to be the star player. You said he has like, what, 26 points this season? Yeah. And like, I, I know I don't know if he's had a little bit of resurgence recently. I haven't seen too much, but you know. Recently, I, yeah. So it's Some weird. Goals. It's weird. It's a weird season for the Canucks. Like, yeah. from an outside perspective, since Boudreaux came in, I'm like, okay, maybe they can actually find a way into the playoffs, but now you're thinking of trading players like JT Miller or Connor Garland. I'm like, I don't don't know what the direction this team is right now, right? It was interesting.
1: We just did like an Oilers podcast before, and it was talking about how they're out of a playoff spot. They have less games played than a lot of people, and it's a possibility of them coming back. Like, There's still thought, I think, in a lot of Canucks fans' minds that this team can make a push for a playoffs, but they're going to have to do an unreal job. A lot lot of digging. Yeah, and I think it's the point where it's like, since Boudreaux came in, they started off unreal, so a lot of people started to believe. And now it's just, they're winning games, like they're above 500 team over the last little bit here, but it's not at the point where it's like, yeah, but this, you know, being above 500 after what you did in the first 25 games under Travis Green, just being above 500 isn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. You got to be really damn good. You need to be Multiple, like, of those eight game winning streaks that you started with Boudreaux, you need to do that multiple times. And I know the
4: Pacific's been kind of weak this season, but I also feel that some of the California teams have really surprised people, yeah. like mm-hmm. Anaheim, LA, San Jose. They're doing a lot better than expected, I think. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All that's
3: right. Something next. to keep an eye on. I got to say, Chris, do you have a prospect support if we close out? Because we're going to send to Jay here, but that's the end of the Canucks talk. So, do you have anything?
1: Uh, with just prospects? no more taxi squads. So, we're going to see Abbotsford give a nice boost of. of Their players not have to worry too much. I think there's going to be some good hockey on Abbotsford. They're all healthy. They've gone through their COVID problems. I think pretty much all the players are ready to rock, ready to travel, and like you're going to actually see a lot better hockey. There was a real rough stretch there of like AHL hockey for the Canucks. I'm actually really excited to see the roster tonight. Spencer Martin back in net probably for Abbotsford. The star Spencer Martin, star of the week in Vancouver. Everybody's buying Martin jerseys. Well, what number was he? Thirty-one. I can't even remember. Thirty. Thirty.
3: Yeah, Ryan Miller's old number. 30. Yeah, everybody's
1: buying thirty jersey it's a goalie number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it so. is. It's well, a that's great the thing, even watching the Oilers here with the oily boys who haven't fought any of them yet. But what? as I've been promising from the pod, <laughs> but I, we were watching. and I seen a goalie wear nineteen last yeah, night with Kostin. Oh, made me feel sick. But yeah, I, all right. I don't have much more to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna send to Jay here because. I feel like before we get like closes, I feel like I was in a pretty bad mood today, but I'm in a pretty good mood. Yeah, you're doing great. There has been a few things pissing me off lately, I guess.
3: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Got them off my chest here, though.
3: Yeah, you did great. Thanks. Edmonton will do that to you. We get get in better mood when we go to Edmonton. Mm. (laughs) It's colder. Was is our producer. Was, we never have music sending us to to little breaks or anything like that but can we get alberta bound because chris and i were listening to that the whole way here. i, I
4: don't know because you know yeah. copyright and stuff shit so you got you gotta you c- can't
3: swear either
4: you gotta consider that right you gotta cut so. all of this
3: so just cut all of this about me being like oh do this do this do this okay so i'll redo that all right i think that's enough canucks talk for the day We're going to cut to our chat with downtown J and then on the other side, we'll just kind of close out before.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry. We'll do a close out after we've got to explain what we're doing with the episode. Don't worry. That'll happen. All right. Here's our chat with downtown J. All
3: right, guys. Very pleased to be joined now by downtown J as the listeners know him. Jay Downton, uh, our boss at nation network.
0: Jay, how are you downtown J? Well, first of all, (laughs) I'd like to open up with my Arby's order is the, now the double roast beef. I'm a purist. I like, I don't like the beef and cheds. Sorry. That's a hot take. I don't mind the beef and cheds. Yep. I'm a traditional sandwich, lots of horsey sauce, and I can't believe they even have an option between normal fries and curly fries. I'm a curly fry for life, man. So we'll we'll, we'll just kind of set the stage there. And Quads, I can't wait for your first journey. At two and Arby's today
3: is a big day for me because I had donair for the first time, about and time. We're, that's the first thing he we're had going to talk to you about.
0: The donair he had a good
1: quality Edmonton donair is what Quads had today. So
3: not only that, but this is my first time trying Arby's
1: as well. I've never oh, had man, Arby's man, before, jealous. and I think he, we need to give a little bit of backstory about the donairs to our Vancouver. We listeners. Are, we because... are because
3: we're going to talk about that with Jay because Jay has a lot of thoughts on this. Right, because... I, I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm going to tell you, but just just to keep talking about Arby's for one second. Perfect. You know, certain foods are very situational. So when I'm on a long road trip, I have to go to and and I have to have a teen burger. Like I just, it's the only thing I can think of. The best post ice fishing meal you can have on this planet is Arby's. <laughs> ice fishing. Ice never fishing. Even you go ice fishing. fishing. You spend a day slogging in the snow, drilling holes, just reeling in walleye, jackfish, whatever you're catching. And then when you come home and you hit an Arby's drive drive through. It is. It's just. It, it's. It's well deserved. Mm. It's earned, and it's delicious.
1: That's what I tell myself about covering an AHL game. If I put if I go and watch sixty minutes of AHL hockey where three passes rarely come together, I deserve to have an Arby's beef and chili yeah. <laughs> on my way back. So I haven't gone ice fishing, but I, I actually would love to go ice fishing. From everything that I hear about the vibe of ice fishing, is you get your little hut, you get quite a few drinks, you get a little fire going in there, and. As some of my spot, friends right? call
0: it, they call it ice sitting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I I love the videos of like, I see a lot of these TikToks where like the fish won't even fit through the hole though. Some of them that you're bringing up, that's when you're just like, the guys start going nuts in the yeah. videos when I see that. It's it's a lot of pike.
0: Pike, yeah. Well, especially in northern Alberta, a lot of pike. Walleye, uh, yeah. There are trout lakes around here, but the big dogs are the pike. You can get right. like 25-pound pike and trying to pull them out of, through a six, eight-inch hole like yeah. It's a grind (laughs) on, like, two-pound test. Yeah. Because you don't think you're going to get... It's... 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 it's, Yeah, it's a vibe. Well, this is all conversation I have no clue about. (laughs) Similar to I found out today,
3: Donair. Apparently, Lamb Donairs, folks, like our Vancouver listeners, aren't going to get this, but apparently... Lamb and chicken doner aren't in, aren't just, like yeah. actual donaire It's just a
0: don a doner is a donair. The meat is a mystery. We think it's beef. We think it's lamb. It's something that we talk about. But you can't go to a donair shop in Edmonton and pick the chew your choice of protein. It is donair meat or nothing.
3: Wow. So yeah, we're, we're putting orders around the office this morning, and I say, yeah, I'll have a lamb donaire and everybody laughed
0: at me. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, well, for me, it's just like, it's, it's a cultural thing, right? You come from a place where where you think, you know, you get presented what, what a donair is is in Vancouver, but it's not what it actually should be. But that's what everyone's doing there. And so you get, you know, you get, this is what, this is like donair propaganda at its finest. You're led to believe that a donair should have all these meat options.
3: It was good. Also, we need to ask you because you got to witness this. I walked into a sliding glass door today. Uh, You were inside the office. You were having a meeting inside the office that I had walked out on. You weren't even there when I left, but then you were there, and I got back, and the door was closed. And I'm coming through, and I'm not looking, and I just walk right in, and I just nail my face.
0: To be fair, I was walking into that room with my laptop in my hand, and I almost did the same thing moments before. So for me, it was closed as well. But the, the real sadness is I'm sitting in the office. You hear this smash like a large bird crashing into a window <laughs> and it's quads. But the, the the travesty to that moment is I don't think enough people saw it or witnessed it because it's like anytime you see anyone walk into a window, that is a good time. There is one time for me. This is an old Rexall place. And I'm born and raised in Edmonton, but part of my heart is from Saskatchewan. More importantly, southern Saskatchewan. I'm a Moose Jaw Warrior fan. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of family Moose Jaw. So my friend knows I'm a giant Warriors fan. So anytime they come to town, he, he, he'll he get the his company's box for that game. And I'll put on my warrior jersey and, what you know, go cheer on for Moose Jaw. And I'm so excited to go and watch the play. And in the old boxes at Rexall, they had these glass sliding doors. And I'm running out into my chair and literally oh. brim of my hat because I'm a hat guy. Broom my hat and then it like folds back and (laughs) smash my nose. I, I, I minorly blacked out. (laughs) I came in so hot. So quads wasn't coming at at it with that speed, but uh, it definitely, it it definitely left a mark uh, in, in both my mind, a memory that'll be forever etched in my mind, but also on the glass door itself. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I'll. I'll, uh, I'll maybe have to clean that. I'm not sure what's left on that door. I'll have to look at. it. I'm just glad I didn't break it. Yeah, yeah that would have been really bad if I, I think walked it's, through. It's a,
1: it's a like an awkward feeling the way that you went into it because you were walking down the hall and quickly turn right and go into it. It was more of an yeah. awkward hit than like than Jay's no, example. No, I, I, I wasn't going really like, no running full yeah. yeah, he, he
0: didn't have enough runway to do any damage. Yeah, yeah.
1: Quads was just kind of an awkward hop into a glass wall. But then
0: you know, for me, like he he wore it really good. He just like okay, I just ran into it, but I'm going to sit back down in front of you and act as if nothing happened and go about my day. Where for me, I was like, so embarrassed that i did it (laughs) quad just like shook it off and just got back to task it was
1: pretty impressive he seems to embarrassing himself so i think he's gotta gotta move on gotta
3: have a short memory in this business as i bring it up on like to the two podcasts we've been on today but jay (laughs) uh we wanted to quickly just kind of touch on what what's going on at nation network what's new if you wanted to share anything with our listeners uh obviously we've got really exciting stuff going on that we talk about but if there's anything you wanted to say just before we close out here
0: well i love your listeners Thank you for listening to this great show. Thank you for supporting Canucks Army. You know we've got favor and quads here. They came to Edmonton. You know we now have an office. We've now got you know we're actually becoming a real company. So <laughs> you know you know before everything was everyone was, it was so siloed off. So it's great to to bring uh, contributors and, and, and members of the nation network to to HQ just to meet everyone. Right. You know we we talk a lot on the co- on 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 the phone and we do you know Zoom meetings and all that stuff. So it's good just to kind of build that team chemistry to to, to get everyone together. So that's super cool. But uh, yeah, no, I'm like where we're going well I, th- I think your listeners can can see where we're going canucks army is is growing like a bad weed uh and that's just a function of you know being able to invest more and and and, and recruit amazing contributors uh and we're seeing we're seeing the the uh, the i guess the payoff i guess in terms of traffic and everything from that and you know we're scaling all that out across the network so all of our sites this year have been we been having a great year Quads stepped in the editor in chief chair, and he's making sure all the all, all the sites are, are following the content plan. We're investing in the content plan. We're growing the content plan. We've got DFO now's content plan kicking off. We got Frank Saravali, you know, pounding the phones, sweating GMs, breaking news for us. <laughs> you know, we're building out a content team there. So, for, you know, for us, it's just it's just about growth, building more podcasts building out our network getting more into video talking about building you know different video properties you know our mission here at the nation network with daily face off is we just want to be the one-stop shop for for the hockey fans so what is it you like are you a draftkings player okay well go to Daily face off, starting goalies, lineups, and get you know, fill your boots and we'll give you all the content you need there. Are you opinion? Are you breaking news? Are you a diehard Canucks fan? Are you a diehard Oilers fan? We wanna we wanna be able to scratch all those itches and then also as we expand the lifestyle elements of the nation network, which you know, us being edmonton based, we've been able to test out, we call Edmonton the laboratory. So things like events, things like beer, things like travel. These are the things, clothing. These are the things I'm excited. To, and, you know, we're going to go for breakfast tomorrow and I want to talk to you guys more about that. I want to introduce the amazing community that you guys are leading and building. For us, the Nation Network is about community. Fan first focus is very important to us. And now, you know, we're in a position with our new partners at Playmaker that acquired us in November to be able to invest in more into the experience and into the quality of of what the nation network and daily face-off is so i think that's what you can expect and now we you know we can have the the, the, these guys come over and we can start collaborating and and this is where you know face to face and this is where a lot of like the cool ideas come from and everyone gets you know motivated and excited uh you know when you get back on your plane tomorrow uh you know come back to hopefully vancouver invigorated and we've you know full of ideas and, and and energy and all that stuff so that's uh that's what we're up to
1: it's it's exciting because I think we've seen what Oilers Nation has been able to do, and you mentioned like even just starting with like a beer, and then seeing what's moving forward. What we've done in Vancouver, it's it's exciting. Excited for our meeting tomorrow to see what other things we're gonna do. But uh, we know you got to run, Jay. But uh, we're excited to uh, to see what's going on with Canucks Army in the future. I think it's gonna be exciting rest of the hockey season and even an off season. I think there'll be some exciting things too. Hundred percent,
0: yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. I want to thank you guys uh, for a coming out here for for joining the Canucks Army team. To all the listeners here, you're all wonderful. Sure, Downtown Jay, uh, I'll, I'll wear that name. Yes. And therefore, Downtown Jay is out.
3: <laughs> all right. Our thanks to Downtown J, Jay, Jay Downton, our boss here at Nation Network, along with Bag Milk. And our producer, Waz. Yes. Waz, first time producing Canucks awesome. Conversation. What were your thoughts?
4: It was fun. I like listening to the Canucks Talk. It's always uh, nice learning about other teams. Yeah, so. it was fun. And we
3: were happy to have you. Um, this is going to be... a grind to edit because we've never had this many interviews in an episode So,
4: if you just you know send me the notes and I'll try to do what I can (laughs) might come out a little later tonight but luckily we'll you guys out. are kind of like an hour behind us. Yeah, exactly. So it's exactly. not bad. Yeah, I got another podcast edit before this. So
3: there you go. Yeah, yeah we got this. All right. Our thanks to everybody uh, that joined us on this episode. Faber and I are going to be flying back on Friday. No Saturday episode today and no edition of the Canucks warm up
1: on Sportsnet 650. We're taking a weekend off. We're man. taking a weekend off, folks. Don't don't hate us. We're been just working hard up here in Edmonton. I was for a what? Remember last week on the show, I was saying we're gonna come here and be drinking all day. We're gonna be doing all this stuff. I've written three articles today. I've done this is my second podcast. Yeah. we have been working a lot. We're working, bud. We're here to work. We're here to work. Yeah. So we're gonna take the weekend off. I'm going back. Uh, I'm back, I'm going to go to the island. I'm going to go watch a WHL game. Yeah. We've also
3: got a vlog going
1: of our trip to Edmonton. Yes, so that's going that to be posted
3: out. on the Patreon. So if you want to check that oh, out, wow. patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and $10 tiers gets you all the bonus content. Quads
1: has been trying to do the transition where he hits his hand on the camera to cover it and then like pulls it off for each transition, but he keeps forgetting. <laughs> so like half of the clips are going to have quads finishing like putting, hitting his hand on the camera. Half of them are just going to be like starting up because he keeps forgetting to to do like the startup or the finish with the hand covering up the camera if people know what I'm talking about like vloggers do now that's cinema I'm g- literally going to
3: edit it on the plane ride home that's going to be uh, my task. yeah. well there you go
1: you got airplane mode you don't yep. need any Wi-Fi for it yeah
3: all right was thanks again for joining us and thank nice. you everybody for listening to this episode uh, pff, we appreciate it weekend off week and off for my co-host Chris Faber and our producer was yes. thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks conversation
4: Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversations.
1: Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?